0: Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The
1: Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand. You're on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd and Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, which you can take advantage of by emailing the show, Steve, at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, Me We Parlor, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter. And then you can get clips of the show for free that you can also uh, watch free of censorship over at Rumble.com/slash Steve Dace Show. And yes, we are finally up over on Truth Social where. Yesterday during the overtime, if you are a Blaze TV subscriber, you got to see me get censored in real time on Truth Social for essentially just saying, hey, uh, um, gender madness is either uh, mental illness or demonic deception. Pass it on, right? That was the, the test that you gave me, right, Aaron? Because you got censored when you you finally got on there. I did it too. I got censored within five minutes. So I did post something this morning. I'm guessing maybe the censors at Truth Social will like a little bit more than what I put out there the first couple of days. So you can follow me on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace, at Real Steve Dace there. Well, it turns out this was the most blessed Ayd Mubarak after all. First of all, um, uh, the, the first piece of good news. In my trunk, gentlemen, right now is another shipment from our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. I have it ready for you guys. I have no more space for any more wine in my uh, homestead, but that's okay because you guys would prefer to drink this all anyway, especially you, correct, Dot. Correct. This is Todd's, uh, maybe Todd's favorite of all the advertisers, certainly the the one he's most consumed, of all the partners we have here on the show. These are fantastic red wines done the old-fashioned way by families that have been doing this, um, the old-fashioned way for a couple of centuries now. Grown at 9,000 feet deep in the Andes Mountains, and if you want to try these rare wines, you can right now at half the retail price and off the shipping. Some of the best imported wine you'll ever be able to get your hands on. Half off and half off the shipping as well. Right now, when you go to Bonner Private Wines, B-O-N-N-E-R, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. Coming up on today's program, at the bottom of this hour, Matt Staver from Liberty Council will be joining us. Of course, He was, as far as I can recall, the first major conservative law firm that was on the front lines in the battle against COVID Stan. He is still waging that battle, but given the momentous news that we may be on the brink of, I would be remiss if I did not ask him about that as well. Uh, So we'll get to that with Matt Staver at the bottom of the hour. Fake news or not coming up next hour. We're actually going to play fake news or not with a think piece written by one of our colleagues today here at The Blaze. So that's coming up next hour. And then, are we on the brink of the end of college football as we have known it? We'll get to that with pop. <laughs> Todd. We'll get to that with Pop Culture Tuesday coming up uh, towards the end of the program. But of, of course, we first begin, as we always do, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
2: What happened while we were away brought to you by an actual insurrection. Last night, the biggest scandal since the last one unfolded as Politico obtained a leaked draft version of a majority opinion in the Dobbs v. Jackson case at the Supreme Court. That case, as you probably know, deals with the Mississippi law banning baby killing after 15 weeks gestation. More on the scandal aspect of this a little later. In the meantime, that majority opinion leaked to Politico was written by Justice Samuel Alito. And not only does it uphold the Mississippi law, I can't believe I'm saying this, it also repeals Roe v. Wade in absolutely no uncertain terms. Here are some excerpts from the opinion. Alito writes, We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision, including the one on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely, the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. Alito continues, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak and the decision has had damaging consequences. And far from bringing about a national settlement on the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. More, the inescapable conclusion is that a right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions. On the contrary, an unbroken tradition of prohibiting abortion on the pain of criminal punishment persisted from the earliest days of common law until 1973. What's not clear right now is the breakdown of the vote, but early reports coupled with last week's scoop, Justice Roberts would not be writing the majority opinion seems to indicate a 5-4 ruling with Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Barrett, and Thomas in the majority. Go back in your own shoes 15 years ago, and a visitor arrives from the future to tell you that President Donald Trump appointed three of the five Supreme Court justices who successfully voted to overturn Roe and couldn't have done it without the help of Mitch McConnell, Because that's what it looks like is about to happen. Now back to the scandal aspect of this. The leaking of a Supreme Court opinion, especially a landmark one such as this, is unprecedented in modern times. The leading theory on how this was leaked is that a clerk for radical leftist justice Sonia Sotomayor leaked the document to the Politico reporter who ran with the story in an effort to, I guess, bring about public backlash before the official opinion is handed down. There is a connection between a Sotomayor clerk and this same author, as the former had quoted this clerk in the past. Another theory is that because the author of the piece is primarily on the national security beat, that the court's cybersecurity could be compromised, but when you see what I'm about to tell you, that seems now unlikely. The reaction from the left was... Uh Unanimous. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders immediately tweeted out that Congress must pass legislation that codifies Roe v. Wade as law. Minnesota Senator Emmy Klobuchar was apparently just sitting around last night, not doing anything when MSNBC called her for a hit. And then is going to be a decision for Congress. And it makes the election for the House and the Senate um, more important than any we've seen uh, in our lifetime. This morning, devout Catholic Joe Biden didn't even address the scandal of leaking the document, instead, calling on Congress to pass a law allowing baby killing. Right on cue as well this morning, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced the Senate will hold a vote on codifying Roe v. Wade as law. It's clear top Democrats at least suspected this was coming, and as Todd pointed out last night, are so depraved they think baby killing is a winning issue for them. In November. And that's what happened while we were away.
1: Aaron's montage brought to you by Better Spectacles. If you like the glasses I'm wearing and I get a lot of uh, positive comments about them. Uh, the good news is you can own a pair just like this and maybe even nicer with our friends over at Better Spectacles. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I've got a problematic prescription. I I need bifocals or I need progressives. I'm a little far. I'm a little near. Well, that's me. Uh, I'm a little far and a little near as well. I, I have progressive lenses, too. And so we no longer have to be relegated to the dorky frames with our problematic prescriptions. We can get the cool frames that all the uh, the regular cool kids are able to get, too. So whether you are one of those regular prescription cool kids or you're one of those problematic prescriptions like me, uh, you can get right now if you go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve, you can get 61% off 61% off, that's their introductory offer, and they throw in handcrafted rodent stock eyewear imported, engineered from Germany, which is what I'm wearing. They throw those frames handcrafted in for free to get you started today at betterspectacles.com Steve. Again, that is betterspectacles.com Steve. In today's overtime, we're going to get into a new study that says, you know, those masks that were maybe saving your life, They weren't. Uh, They actually might have been killing you uh, the entire time. We will get into that uh, coming up today in the overtime. If you are a Blaze TV subscriber, good news for you. We will record it right after today's program and then it will be uploaded for you later today at blazetv.com slash dace. That's blazeTV.com/dace. D-E-A-C-E, and that's also where you can go to get a discounted subscription, so you can watch that and all the other dis, uh, exclusive uh, content that we do each day here at Blaze TV. blazeTV.com/dace. Let's get to the montage, and we may be on the brink of a day that many of us thought would never ever arrive and i I have a few thoughts that i I want to share that are a little scattered um but i I want to start with the leak actually <clears throat> and and i I want to start there because we we just spent four years being told we couldn't violate the norms the The precious norms now, the the precious norms couldn't be violated, whether it was mean tweets. Or provocative statements said uh, from the White House itself and its occupant itself, right? We we spent four years being lectured about how we could not violate norms. That was fun. That was fun. Good times. And now here we are with maybe, I mean, if you're a listener to this show, you gave up on the credibility of the Supreme Court a long time ago. I mean, I made my bones taking on the fake credibility of the judicial branch in my own home state. Right on? Yeah. So if you listen to this show, you gave up on the, the the accepted integrity and credibility of the court long ago. But not everybody listens to this show, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but um, the reality is this was for a lot of Americans. The last national institution left that was considered a fair playing field, meaning both sides got to come and present their case with an equal amount of time, and, and then it was voted upon by justices appointed by both sides, right? Right. That's not true and has not been true for a long time, but it was the perception. And now that has been eradicated, too. And I'm I'm telling you, and I said this last night, the minute I saw this news, I will bet you that a clerk clerk for one of the baby killing justices is who leaked this to try and stop it, to also provide a heads up to their mobocracy. Hey, you've got a few times, uh, you had a little bit of time now to rally another George Floyd funeral for us. Another mostly uh, mostly peaceful protest. There are now, and it's official now. There are no neutral institutions left in America. There are not. Now there now. now <clears throat> if you're listening to this, you're like, "I'm sorry, am I listening to a Steve Day show from?" Uh, 1999 I wasn't even doing shows like this in 1999 of course most of you know this too much of America did not and they now do and this is another example of what we're up against is not political but spiritual this is a religious-like zealotry and fervor <clears throat> that, that commits acts like this. You're, people do things like this. They don't do them over politics. They don't. They do them over their idols. They, this, is, this is the behavior of someone who is watching their shibboleth of the damned be smashed right in front of their face. That's what this is. And that's another reminder that what we're up against here is a religious, cultic-like fervor. Now, we've already had California come forward and say that it will enshrine baby killing in its Constitution if the Supreme Court overturns. I went and looked at the makeup of every state legislature in the country this morning. I could only find, by my count one, two, three, four, five, six, eight others that right now would have the makeup to do that pending the upcoming election. Those states are Connecticut, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, Rhode Island, and Vermont. Those are the only states I could find. Even even states like Oregon and Washington, there's enough of a Republican presence there. Now, maybe they'll cross over and vote to enshrine abortion into the state constitution. I actually don't think you'll see very much of that. Why? Because most people are in a state legislature because they want to run for Congress or Senate one day. And it is one thing to take a position that says I I just don't believe in striking down Roe versus Wade and I'm personally pro-life. That's a scam. We we I mean, how many times did course. I do that show You know smashing that canard right but now we're talking about affirmatively now that there is no more fig leaf of Roe v. Wade perhaps we shall say but should that occur now that that fig leaf is gone your nakedness is there for all to see you are now going to affirmatively vote for the killing of children and put your name on that and you will have no future none You'll have no future nationally in the Republican Party by doing that. Guys, just to prove my point, we were reminded earlier today that Ben Sass is still a U.S. Senator. Had you, do you remember that when he got, how, he's still in office. I mean, there's all kinds of people that have been on, in, in the GOP that have been quiet as kept the last 25 months of COVID stand and unprecedented. In positions on our freedoms and liberties that have now leapt to a podium or a press release with this news. You have no national future whatsoever in the Republican Party. None. A lot of times being a state state legislator is a thankless job. These people don't get paid a lot of money. Unless you can work your way into a position of leadership, it's really not something a lot of people want to do for 20 or 30 years of their life unless they have real convictions, meaning that um, it's harder to be an opportunist in a state legislature than it is nationally. There's just not as much money in Portland, Maine, as there is in Washington, D.C., And so a lot of times, those are breeding grounds for people with future aspirations. You will have no future in the Republican Party on a national basis. None. Being affirmatively pro-killing, because we're not even talking about pro-choice now. That language is gone. We're really talking about you want to kill children, and you're fine with enshrining it. Next. One of the things that I will be fascinated to see, and I would urge all of you that call yourselves Christians to watch very carefully as well, is in 2020, we even still had some high profile Christian leaders, John Piper, Beth Moore, just a couple of names, Tim Keller's another one, uh, names that came to mind of people who thought it was problematic to vote for either candidate in that election. Now, those of you that are longtime listeners to this show, you know that I was sympathetic to that argument in 2016. We had a Republican nominee with absolutely no record whatsoever on anything and a more than questionable past who I stood 10 feet from when he admitted he's never asked God for forgiveness because he's never done anything wrong. And I worked for the campaign where he was out there literally lying about his own staffers banging our candidate Uh, And just no amount of gaslighting was off limits. So you'll forgive me if I went into the fall slightly dubious of his promises. But then he got elected, right? He did. Then he started keeping some promises, right? So so now we have a record, right? So the three of us, neither of the three of us voted for him in 2016, right? Right. All three of us did in 2020 because now there's a record. Now, there's a record to contrast. Not cliches, not talking points, a record. Prior to COVID, his record was very good. Post-COVID, not. (laughs) Okay. Not a blessed AID. No, it was not a blessed AID for the last year. Thank you. All right. It was more of your typical AID if you live in the parts of the world that celebrate it. That's what 2020 was like. It was a very blessed AID, though, the first three years. Yes. Okay. So... The three of us voted for him because now there's a record, but we had several evangelical Christian leaders who didn't, the, the record didn't matter. In fact, didn't John Piper write a piece equating uh, the boastfulness of Donald Trump to... Um, the immorality or something that is, of, of policies of Democrats. I seem to recall he wrote something along those lines and we did a show about it yeah, at that so. time. Well, if this goes down, make sure you take copious notes of who among those people celebrate this opinion. Because now you're going to find out were those people really just taking an Uber, maybe misguided, but Uber principled position because of, what Donald Trump can do to alienate people unnecessarily, or are they the evangelical or Christian version of the bulwark you're about to find out, right? so yes. i would I would pay very close attention to that, which brings me to the final thing I want to say, and 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 we could, I mean, there's a lot of tentacles to this story, obviously. This has been the the signature culture war issue in this country for fifty years. It led to the last great alignment of the realignment of the electorate. Uh, It it opened up avenues for Catholics to vote Republican for the first time really ever in the history of the Republican Party. It opened up avenues for evangelicals to vote in mass for anyone really for the first time in the 20th century. It's the last major political realignment. Before he became known as the toe sucker, Dick Morris actually would say smart things every now and then. And one of them was back in the 90s when he was working for Bill Clinton. He said if the court ever overturned Roe v. Wade, I mean, Republicans would would drop to 35-40% of the Catholic vote because the rest of Catholic social teaching as it's currently taught pretty much lines up with Democrats. That might be a slight exaggeration, but the spirit of what he's saying isn't necessarily off right yeah. now that's before issues of that's before gay marriage got codified and that's before what's a gender right okay sure. so now there's a couple of other ish, moral issues that your church may have an issue with beyond just abortion but um, this led to the last great political realignment in America so I mean we could do all kinds of things on this but if indeed this goes down let me say this though and then I'll turn it over to you guys the my favorite part of Aaron's montage Is when he said, Go back and tell someone who last, what was it, last was on this planet 10 or 15 years ago? Yep. Okay. That President Donald Trump would appoint the three justices that overturned Roe v. Wade. So many times in my career, I have heard from other believers, well, what about King David? What about Samson? And this, this was usually just a rationalization to justify voting for Republicans who were just terrible candidates like John McCain or terrible people like Mitt Romney. It really had no exegetical heft behind it it was just a justification a rationalization it was a cliche i remember in 2016 there were some christian leaders even comparing trump to nebuchadnezzar and i'm like you guys know he's not he's not the good guy of like any stories right you guys know that okay just want to clarify that okay um but that doctrine is true god works through problematic people why Because there are only problematic people. There are no other kinds of people. There are no perfect people. There are no principled people. There are no pure people. There are only problematic people. And then it's a matter of whether that problematicism gets in the way of what you need them to pragmatically do in a given situation. A lot of you gambled on Donald Trump in 2016. We did not. If this goes down, blessedly, and once and for all, your gamble paid off. And, and we all owe Donald Trump a thank you. Every one of us that have been or thought about being pro-life for the last 50 years owe him a thank you because if Hillary Clinton had won. We wouldn't be here. And I wanted to make sure that that got said today before we went on and said anything else. So gentlemen, the floor is now yours.
0: Well, uh, president Biden, came out and uh, is saying that none of the major religions over the thousands of years of their history have ever come uh, to the point of understanding when life really begins Uh, well yours does for starters i'll let everybody else uh blessed i eat their way through the other uh face but yours does now a lot of people don't understand it i've explained it before but the when the Catholic Church excommunicates somebody, it, it only recognizes what the individual has done to themselves in their sin and their unbelief. Joe Biden before this, but now, along with Nancy Pelosi and whatever, what other Catholics de jour decide to do this, they will be willfully... Excommunicating themselves. And that needs to be recognized. We are in here and no further territory. This, this cannot stand. So I'm speaking on behalf of my tribe right now. And all of you who watch the Steve Doe show who are a part of my tribe. Uh, and I don't care what party you're in. You If, if you are truly polar life, you need to be loud about that because this is a man who in the name of your faith is the most powerful leader in the world is saying that as a matter of goodness and truth we should be throwing babies into volcanoes to make it rain he needs to end (sighs) now
2: I, I remember when the news came down that this case was going to the Supreme Court. You know, this was, I believe, sometime last year, right? When we got that news.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's incredible. One. The way that God uses people. And I want to be very clear. One. One agree. Those of you who uh, took a gamble on Donald Trump, or maybe you didn't feel like it was a gamble on Donald Trump back in 2016, that paid off in a big way. But I also want to be clear that Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell, I think if you're honest with yourself, have spent vast swaths of their life dishonoring God with their actions, some of their words at all. And yet the sentence rings true that President Donald Trump appointed three of the five justices who voted successfully to overturn Roe v. Wade, and he could not have done it without the help of Mitch McConnell. Folks, first and foremost, let's get one thing right. That's not a Donald Trump or Mitch McConnell victory. God used them, and praise the Lord for that. That is first and foremost. I believe if this is true and this ends up overturning Roe, first and foremost, our praise does not go to Donald Trump or Mitch McConnell first. It goes to the Lord for using those broken vessels. And that should be another lesson for all of us as well, especially in this climate that we're embarking upon there are going to be a lot of broken vessels out there. And you can keep me accountable to that as well. If I want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. There are going to be a lot of really broken vessels. Who have spent a lot of their lives really dishonoring. Really dishonoring their creator. As long as we don't give up our closed hand issues. Our closed hands Uh, principles, meaning those things that we are not going to compromise on, no matter what the party is, no matter what the person is, no matter what the figure is, as long as we don't go about doing that, we must be open to working with those people on things that we do agree with. And at the end of the day, it's not our own will. It's not our own power. It's not our own works. It's God working through broken people. Because as you've said many times, Steve, there are only broken people. Praise the Lord for that.
1: Matt Staver at Liberty Council will join us here next. Stay tuned. Well, now that we have created a department designed to combat disinformation created by the very same people who, of course, disseminate it. When asked to wonder what's next, free speech is under attack, which is why when you have an opportunity to support companies like Patriot Mobile, America's only, well, American cell phone provider, uh, please do so because they are passionate about free speech your constitutional rights. Patreon Mobile has plans that fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team promotes and provides exceptional customer service. My family took advantage of that last fall when we finally bit the bullet and made the switch from T-Mobile over to Patreon Mobile. We thought it was going to be a huge hassle. That's why we put it off for so many years, but it was not. They did a great job, and now we know we're not giving our money to a company that hates us, but uh, instead uh, shares and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life. Life and more, veterans and first responders, your heroes. So let them know when you go to make the switch that you're one of those, and they'll give you even extra savings. For the rest of you, you can get a free activation right now with the offer code Steve. If you make the switch, a free activation with the offer code Steve. When you go to patriotmobile.com/steve again, patriotmobile.com/steve, or give them a call at nine seven two patriot nine seven two patriot. Matt Staver at Liberty Council, as far as my memory can recall, was the first major conservative legal firm to jump into the fray against what uh, we uh, have nicknamed COVID Stan on this show. And it's good to have you back on the show, Matt. How are you?
3: Very good. It's good to be with you, Steve.
1: Well, we initially wanted to get an update on a couple of things going on with COVID in the military, but we would be remiss. Obviously, some other news has broken since we scheduled this interview. Uh, The Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, is now verifying the authenticity of a leaked draft of a majority opinion from the U.S. Supreme Court that would strike Roe versus Wade down in totality via its decision in Dobbs versus Mississippi. Your reaction, Matt?
3: Well, I'm elated by this development. Obviously not the leak, but by the draft opinion that we see. The leak is just unbelievable that this would happen. Whoever did this will obviously I believe get caught, certainly if it's a law clerk. With one of the justices uh, that is very radically pro-abortion, that law clerk's career, their law license I think is toast. Uh, But I'm sure they'll get to the bottom of it. Besides the leak, which is stunning in itself, The draft of this opinion is absolutely stunning as well. It is a superbly written brief or opinion uh, authored by Justice Samuel Alito, joined by a majority of the justices, 98 pages, 31 pages of appendix. That includes all the state laws on abortion. But it dismantles Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey, the 1992 and then the original 1973 decisions dismantles them and says that Roe was wrongless, wrongfully decided, egregiously wrong at its beginning, and that the Supreme Court needs to return to the Constitution. That era, I believe, of that judicial activism is over. And this is a death knell, if you will, to this terrible decision. That's caused so much problems, not only in the jurisprudence of the Supreme Court and other courts, but also the carnage that has happened since 1973. That era is coming to an end. This battle now will return to the states as soon as this opinion is released officially.
1: That was my next question. Can you walk our audience through then if we have a complete and total overturn of Roe, does this this issue now essentially become hand-to-hand political combat within each individual state? I know that some states already have laws on the books in anticipation of Roe v. Wade one day being overturned that would automatically outlaw abortions in those states. We will see some states like California has already pledged to enshrine it. Into its constitution, I looked at the makeup of every state legislature this morning. By my math, I, I see only eight other states that I think, right now, as constructed, probably have the the makeup to follow California in, uh, in in into that fold. But are there enough states that would then enshrine it the other way that we're not going to kill children here, or would this still now kind of be mercurial on a almost a county by county bit level, like you know, prohibition? Is it a dry county or not? Can you walk us through that process?
3: Yeah, it's going to be sort of ground combat, hand-to-hand combat, if you will, on the state level. But don't forget the federal as well, because there's going to be efforts both ways to, for example, pass the Born Alive Infant Protection Act, because some of these states like California are considering infanticide, like New York and Virginia, they were considering that at one time. And so some of those states are not only going to abortion, but actually after abortion. So there's legislative active activity on the federal level. There's also going to be activity on the federal level to push a codification of Roe versus Wade. I don't think that's going to pass. However, elections do matter and you just never know. You have to go to the polls and vote for the right people. On the state level, what you're going to find is The vast majority of states are going to ban abortion. Most of them will ban it almost uh, entirely or in a way that it essentially bans it entirely. You're going to have a minority, a handful of states like California, New York and some other states that will go the other radical extreme. But you know what? I think those states are already losing people. They're losing representatives in the Congress because people are leaving those states. They already have bankrupt policies, and this will bankrupt these states even more and put blood on their hands and really distinguish them from the rest of the states. But I think this is a great decision. It literally dismantles everything from 1973 on. It literally puts it... Uh, to the trash can and says the Supreme Court was wrong, so every abortion decision from the U.S. Supreme Court since 1973 is going to be overturned. That also means, Steve, that some of the states that had these laws, and all the states had laws that banned abortion to one extent or another or severely restricted it, those statutes for the most part, will come back into existence. So some states won't even have to do anything. In fact, in some states that would be more moderate or perhaps even more liberal, some of those original statutes will come back into effect. They were stopped because of the Supreme Court's 1973 decision, but they're still in the books. Many of those states did not take those laws off the books. So when the restraining uh, decision of the Supreme Court's decisions are removed, then those laws will come back into effect. So you're going to have a huge impact on saving millions of lives. And then there's going to be some real battles that will take place in some of these other liberal States. And then the battle will continue on the state level. So state elections and certainly federal elections are going to be more important than ever.
1: One last question on this front. I was reading through the opinion myself this morning. I got about a halfway through before I had to get to work. One of the things that stood out to me uh, is justice Alito specifically going after the modern, idle, shibboleth canard of stare decisis, which yeah. uh, originally meant the preponderance of precedent, right? That's why you guys and you have all those law books and what courts decided on previously contested cases. And in the last, uh, especially post-Roe era, has kind of come to mean anything, any judge with a jurisdiction they claim for themselves conjures out of the bowels of their depraved mind, no matter what statute or constitutional clause of it violates is now the new law and we have to obey and there's nothing we can do he they clearly in this majority opinion if you're making a broader application beyond roe take that shibboleth of stare decisis modern uh definition they take that to the cleaners someone in your line of work that has far greater ramifications beyond roe versus Wade, does it not
3: it absolutely does. Not just Roe versus Wade, the same sex marriage opinion of 2015, or Burgerfell, and other cases that have been wrongly decided. And then they've just continued to issue these bad decisions based upon bad case law. In fact, uh, yesterday in the 9-0 decision that we won at the Supreme Court in the Christian flag case, Justice Gorsuch actually said something about 1971, that era of the 1970s. He's referring to the Lemon versus Kurtzman case that the court is abandoning. He said that that era of this judicial activism is over. I asked myself and asked others, I said, I wonder if this is a good portent for this abortion decision. Obviously, it is. So I think this case is certainly huge, uh, historic with regards to abortion, but historic also in pushing aside, preparing the way to push aside these bad precedent that have been relied upon over and over again, even though they're inconsistent with the Constitution and getting us back to a more originalist approach to the constitution. So it is a watershed moment. And I urge the court, I'm sure the court is looking at this. They can't wait till the end of June like they normally would on a decision like this. I think they have to speed it up and Mm -hmm. get this decision issued out to the public and have it officially uh, entered in the record very quickly.
1: You want a nine nothing case with a Christian flag in this Supreme court, man, how'd you pull that Uh, one off? Unbelievable.
3: (laughs) Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, yesterday we got a 9-0 decision in the Shirtlift versus City of Boston case. That was the Christian flag case. And believe it or not, Justice Breyer wrote the decision. I never (laughs) thought I'd see the day, but here it is. And so yesterday was a great day. We got that decision, historic, to get a 9-0 decision, especially on a religious free speech or a religious exercise case. And then that evening, yesterday, last night, this opinion was leaked and this opinion you know when you read the article you wonder is it really true and then when you read the opinion the draft opinion oh my goodness this is a stellar opinion written by justice alito and i can't wait for it to become officially released by the united states supreme court that day will come very quickly i, I assume but we need to pray for these justices because it puts a target on their back literally mm-hmm. uh, not only with their harassment but also even their their physical safety because these people will be targets the opposition is so radical and so livid it's it's frankly you know demonic in my view there were screams out in front of the supreme court last night and and so we need to pray for their protection because it's not over until the case is officially released for publication
1: let's get to the ongoing battle with covid stan that was well said by the way let's get to the ongoing battle against covid stan and we have managed to on several fronts push back Uh, Many of the vestiges of this monstrosity uh, so far in the first quarter of 2022. One glaring exception, though, uh, exception, though, is our military and the tyranny is still being waged uh, ruthlessly there. You're representing an individual uh, by the name of Corey. Tell us about this case.
3: Well, we represent uh, men and women in all the branches of the military, all six branches. And we were in court last week with regards to an Air Force cadet. Hey, he was number one in his class and they want to kick him out, just like they want to kick out people with 25, 30 uh, years, 20 years experience, people that can't be replaced. At the same time, there's no more masking mandates by any of the states. Even in the Marines, you don't have to quarantine anymore. If you are COVID positive, you can sleep in the same barracks as people who are not COVID positive. They don't have the masking in the the military. They know that it's causing physical harm. It's killing, injuring individuals. It's not effective. We had a Navy ship with 100% VAX uh, sailors, and one-third of them got COVID. So why in the midst of all this, in fact, when we have a three-star and a two-star general that have said that unvaccinated pose no risk to the military, to the services, to military readiness, why are they continuing to press it? I think it's because Biden's DOD wants to purge the military of Christians and people of faith. So our case, we've won a number of injunctions, but we're urging Judge Merriday in our case to issue class relief give injunctive protection, legal protection, to all the members of all six branches of the military. Because Steve, last week, I I told this to the judge too, because last week, uh, Tuesday, a week from a week ago today, uh, we actually received calls and communications from military members who were suicidal, Mm. uh, who we were able to talk uh, from that self-harm. They're under incredible pressure, it's unimaginable. Uh, the spouses are under such pressure. They're considering self-harm. We've seen people commit suicide from the pressure. And we've seen people injured and have died from these shots in the military. So we need to stop it. So this is very urgent, especially at a time where we need all these men and women in the military. They're trying to put out from the services the best of the best. And Biden's agenda, we will stop it. I can guarantee you that.
1: Can, if people want to help and assist in these efforts, we have a lot of military family and personnel that tunes into this show. What would you suggest they do?
3: They can go to lc.org and they can go to lc.org forward slash exempt to sign up, and they can we can walk them through the process. We have a whole page dedicated to the military. lc.org forward slash military forward slash military, forward slash exempt, or just go to lc.org. We're going to be here, whether it's to talk to you, to counsel you, to give you encouragement, to walk you through this exemption, to represent you. We're here for all the men and women of the military. Look, all of you who are military or those who know military, you put your lives on the line to defend liberty. We're not going to abandon you. You did this for us. We're here for you.
1: Also, folks, it's a nonprofit. They certainly try to represent their people pro bono as often as possible, which means they need support from people like us. So uh, our family, we have donated to LC, so we would recommend you do the same as well at lc.org. Matt, you're doing the Lord's work, brother. Thank you very much.
3: Oh, thank you, Steve. God
1: bless. Same to you. Gentlemen, thoughts on that conversation?
0: Well, uh, you could have doubled the amount of time in the discussion with him just on Uh, the uh, ruling as it pertains to Roe, because we are absolutely in very interesting uh, territory as it applies to uh, what you said with uh, stare decisis. Uh, the, The entire nature of the court has been used and abused to find rights that aren't there and Alito so effectively laid that out and why uh, I haven't read it, but apparently it is expressly said in this ruling that this only uh, pertains to abortion. Well, uh, what's it you say about what happens when the rabbits got the gun? Ain't no fun
1: when the rabbits got the gun. Yeah.
0: We're going to turn this thing around like a (laughs) whiplash is an SOB. Let me, let me just put it that way. And you all deserve it because uh this ruling is just the beginning of a righteous crusade to attach the law once again to the good the true and the beautiful
2: aaron well i uh as it pertains to the 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 the, the military um um enforcement and mandate for vaccines and it's not a it's not a mandate. It's a, it's a requirement mandate is not uh, far enough. Uh, it is a requirement Uh, to all of you in the military who have somehow, some way stuck this out to this point and been able to avoid getting a vaccine. I know that's probably the minority. Uh, God bless you. I just met one of my neighbor, one of my new neighbors, uh, the other day, active duty in one of the branches of, of the military. Um, who is sounds like he's going to be getting out this summer because um, he's refusing to to get the vaccine. Fairly high ranking guy too. Um, for those of you who decided, you know what, this is my post. Um, I'm not going to be able to stand my post for whatever reason. If that's your, if that is your uh, conviction, and decided, you know what, I'm I'm going to take the risk here. Um, God bless you as well, honestly, because. This is a perfect, a perfect way, a perfect way to purge the military Mm -hmm. of people who dissent from the narrative, Mm -hmm. of people who dissent from the regime and the system. God bless you who have who have stuck up, who are taking action, who have who have not bowed the knee. God bless you all in one way or the other. Amen. And
1: again, if you want to donate, lc.org is where you can go. Lc.org, I've known Matt for a long time, and he is not a compromiser. Lc.org and lc.org slash military is where you can go if you are military personnel and you're looking for help. Lc.org slash military. We'll come back, fake news or not, in hour two is next. Greetings back with hour two live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Totters and all of you. Email the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. You can also look for us on MeWe Parlor Gab and at Steve Dace Show on Getter. Real Steve Dace over on Truth Social if you are signed up over there, which means you are an apple user because they're the only people that can be signed up over there right now you can get clips of the show as well free to watch and free of censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Day show rumble.com slash Day show and again the last name is d-e-a-c-e this part of the show brought to you by fast growing trees someday it will be spring here in the midwest someday it certainly was not yesterday when I spent a good three hours volunteering at the school track meet, trying to do the whole good parent thing, might I suggest moving track to a spring sport? Because 37 degrees with a uh, never ending rain and um, a wind chill in May wasn't a lot of fun, but someday Someday it will be spring again, and when it is, you want to make sure you're ready to go with our friends at Fast Growing Trees. They curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific climate, location, and needs. Whether you're looking for increased privacy, shade, or adding some natural beauty to your yard, Fast Growing Trees has the perfect plants and expertise to help you find them, even if you've never had a green thumb. They'll make you feel like you do. One million home gardeners have already seen what FastGrowingTrees.com can do for them. If you want to as well, uh, they've got a 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee. So you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come and go to FastGrowingTrees.com slash Steve right now to get 15% off your entire order That also means you don't have to go to the store and have all that dirt and everything in the back of your car. All of it shipped directly to your door at 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Steve. I was listening to the podcast for a friend and colleague, Daniel Horowitz, the other day. And Fast Growing Trees was one of his sponsors too. And it just, (laughs) this is something about Daniel I did not know. And it made me laugh out loud. I mean, I literally laughed out loud. He's like, yeah, when I get really worked up, man. And I'm like, when are you not? Right? But I, And I need to calm down. I mean, it owes me knows. I just like to spend time in my garden. And I mean, I, I just, I didn't know. I mean, we've been friends for 10 years. I had no idea that Daniel Horowitz had a green thumb and liked to chill out in his garden. Just like right? you. Yes, just like me. Yes. It just, just goes to show you cannot judge a book by its cover. Like, I can, compl- I mean, I, I, I kind of don't see the transition from spleen displacement to, and now, it's, uh, you know, um, some lilies. I, I, don't, I don't see that, but hey, you know what? Whatever to each his own, whatever works uh, to get you to wind down. So, speaking of Daniel, he has a piece up today over at The Blaze analyzing the impact. That overturning Roe v. Wade would have. So this week for fake news or not, and we'll discuss this piece with Daniel when he joins us tomorrow as well. But this week for fake for fake news or not, we're going to do something. I don't know that we've ever done this before. Have we ever taken something written or said by one of our colleagues and broken it down for fake news or not? I don't think we have. Not for fake news or not, though. So we're going to do it here with this piece that Daniel has written. If you've not had a chance to read it yet, it's titled Horowitz Five Observations and Outcomes from the Supreme court's likely reversal of Roe and Casey. All right. Again, it's titled five observations and outcomes from the Supreme court's likely reversal of Roe and Casey. And that's what we will be talking about this week for fake news or not. So we're going to take these one by one gentlemen, and then we will ask you, do you believe that this is fake news or not? Okay. Okay. Number one, uh, Daniel says the decision is a shield, not a judicial sword. Uh, Contrary to all the hand-wringing from the pro-abortion left, this decision doesn't directly prevent a single woman from killing her baby, if she so chooses, and it won't practically result in anyone losing out on the so-called right in the scheme of things. Far from taking this decision away from the people and the states, as the left typically does in landmark court rulings, the Dobbs draft opinion actually reinstates the issue with the states. As Alito uh, writes in the rough draft, quote, in the years prior to Roe v. Wade, about a third of the states had imposed or had liberalized their abortion laws, but Roe abruptly ended that political process and imposed the same highly restrict, restrictive regime on the entire nation, and it effectively struck down the abortion laws of every single state. It represented the exercise of raw judicial power, and it sparked a national controversy that has embittered our political culture for half a century." Unquote. Henceforth, Daniel says, deep red states will likely ban abortion completely states more in the middle will will place restrictions on later term abortions and other gruesome practices and the blue states will likely double down on promoting even more. Maryland and California already have bills to allow killing babies after they're born and undoubtedly following this decision they will fund abortion programs for out of state baby killer refugees. Amazon is already offering to pay people to travel for abortions and this will also become a cottage industry. Thus even if 20 states completely ban abortions nobody Will be too far from a place where they can't sacrifice their child to Maloke. Contrast that with the decisions from the court that prevent red states from enforcing immigration law, criminal statutes defining marriage. We're taking masks off of kids, and we don't have anywhere near, or we don't have anywhere to move beyond the reach of the court on our side. Thoughts on that?
2: True news. I would say it's uh, overall it's true news. This is just going to reset things to pre-1973. Uh, that's an excellent eloquent uh, job of of explaining that now uh, of course as you explained earlier there are several states with trigger laws there are several states that uh, never really reaffirmed uh, there's you know the liberalization of abortion laws so um those you know it will it will outlaw abortion in effect not directly but in effect abortion in, in much of the country
0: that is true news now in going on to read the other four points i'm most interested to see if daniel thinks that this first point is the most important point to understand or if it's just a setup for talking about the true import of this decision because it the simple fact of the matter is if if this is no big deal And that's why I'm so interested to see where Daniel goes from here in many respects. Why in the hell did it take so long to overturn this? Or why did this law even get codified? Why did this law get codified by the Supreme Court in the first place? Because it is obviously about more than being able to do what you already could do in many places.
1: I'm going to also say it's true news, but I I don't think it's a sufficient bullet point because one of the things that has to be factored into this is <clears throat> this is a legitimate obstacle to getting an abortion now. We're not, we're not talking about, well, if, um if it, if it's at a certain size on an ultrasound or at a certain development on an ultrasound, because then who's doing these, who's doing these, uh, ultrasounds and other procedures that would determine whether the child is eligible to be, to be murdered or not. Who's doing those procedures? The murderers are right. Who, no, does anybody go to a doctor? Hey, can you measure the the extent of my fetus for me? Cause that, that's going to help me decide whether sure. I go down the street to Planned Parenthood or not. Sure. So, so Kermit Gosnell was doing those yes. things. Planned Parenthood is doing those things. No one does it the other way around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I mean, it, 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 that's all done in one stop so they can pressure you to betray your own conscience and act on your fears and emotions right then and there. Right. We're now talking about, I mean, I mean, Amazon can give me four grand to fly to California if I live in Arizona and I can't get an abortion. Okay. That's a lot of time on a plane to be thinking about whether I'm going to follow through with this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that needs to be factored into his analysis. This, this is actually the first substantive and objectively effective measure against getting an abortion because it takes literally, if you, if, if you, if you live in one of the States that doesn't provide it on demand, this takes all the convenience absolutely out of it now. so, Um, And I think that should be factored into the analysis. Let's get to point two. He says red states should move forward on many other issues. He writes for decades, red state governors and legislatures and sometimes even GOP controlled Congresses refrained from doing the right thing because of the fear of federal courts interfering based on past erroneous case law. Abortion is the one issue that unites the wretched and failed Republican Party, so the GOP actually fought for it and decided to band together and pass legislation directly against Roe in multiple states. That, in conjunction with the United Front on the political level, actually swayed Republican-appointed judges. The GOP judges are merely a reflection of the politicians. Likewise, everyone else, they like everyone else, they rule mainly based on on perception of public opinions, or at least of centrist Republicans. If Republicans fight as emphatically on other issues as they do on abortion, therefore, and pass legislation accordingly in multiple states, they could see similar results. For example, Obergefell is even more unconstitutional than Roe in that it somehow asserted that states can't define a marriage. In recent years, courts have hampered states from giving the death penalty in many cases, prevented them from enforcing immigration law, blocked them from defining gender, and banned them from cleaning up homeless camps. there is There's no reason why states should take any of these things sitting down. They should pass laws even in opposition to those past rulings. Alito's opinion could be used for many of those cases. One of the central points of his opinion is the affirmation of Gluck, Gluck, Gluck. Let me try that again. Glucksberg's test for a fundamental right. To be so, it must, quote, be deeply rooted in a nation's histories and traditions, unquote. So many of the left wing landmark opinions that have become sacred over time are antithetical to all of our history and tradition. They must, therefore, all be challenged. In fact, there's no time like the present. State legislatures should convene and pass numerous common-sense bills that were previously stymied by erroneous court precedent based on phantom substantive due process, a legal fiction that is implicitly overturned in Alito's draft opinion. This is Daniel Moore eloquently and thoroughly discussing the point that Matt Staver and I were talking about last hour where Alito specifically takes down in his majority opinion the canard as it's currently translated of stare decisis and that therefore once the courts have ruled that those those things can never be overruled, can never be overturned Uh, it's it's in stone the same people that of course say morality is completely a flexible uh, non-normality anything that they write from a judicial uh, bench of course is Moses from a from a with on a stone tablet from atop a mountain, and Daniel is calling b s on that Todd.
0: yeah, this is true news, and this is exactly where I was hoping uh, Daniel was going to go uh, because the fact that abortion will still be uh, legal uh in many states and and available to every single American uh, this point too is every bit as important. Is point one. If, if this made abortion, if it was impossible to have, I couldn't be making the statement. But since this isn't true, this number two is every bit as important as point one. And ultimately, because this is the thing that will ultimately get us to making abortion illegal across the land at all times, at all places, for all people. Because this is, as I said before, with the boomerang effect as an SOB, this is the thing, if carried forth, that will train wreck progressive jurisprudence uh, for all time and it's look how long it took us to get here since roe v wade that that is the year of steve's birth the year after i was born and now we are about to uh become a uh, 15 year old men. It it why did it take that long it's because we've been making bad arguments and been cowards and not understood what the law is and who the lawgiver ultimately is for far too long Let's get that right, and everything changes.
2: Oh, this is this is absolutely this is absolutely true news. Uh, one reason or another, affirmatively, or because, as you talked about earlier, the fig leaf has been ripped off. You no longer have. Well, it's going to get struck down in the courts. Uh, not so much anymore, especially with the language about stare decisis. So, um, I, I, I think this is a lesson, and this is a lesson for one other important. Uh, point as well. Always, always on any of these other issues, go after the premise of the issue. Amen. I believe it was 2013, guys. 2013 or 2014, Arkansas had their heartbeat bill. I believe that was the first heartbeat bill, which is what? Challenging Roe on its premise. We could have done this at any time. It took us, what? Uh, nine years to get from Arkansas. Uh, with that one, which is ultimately struck down by a federal court, Arkansas to potentially where we are today. That's proof positive. Always argue on the merit, uh, on the premise of whatever it is you're arguing.
1: Agree with both of you. Number three, uh, Daniel says that Kavanaugh and Barrett will make us pay for this. This is somewhat... Counter to my previous point, but clearly Kavanaugh and Barrett are very reluctant to buck the system and likely screwed us on many other issues because they were saving their political capital for this one. Let's not forget that they have ruled in favor of forcing healthcare workers and military members to get a potentially deadly shot and have screwed us on a number of religious liberty cases, among many other issues. In fact, in many ways, the COVID cases were worse. ...because they are the equivalent of forcing someone to get an abortion, not just making it available. We need to remember that they will likely side against us on many pending issues, and that, frankly, probably affect most of our lives a lot more directly in the coming months and years in order to, quote, "...maintain the integrity of the court." I'm not saying this opinion is not cause for celebration, but this further underscores point two that states need to blitz the courts via legislation against precedent on numerous other issues all at once while building political momentum and an aura of inevitability.
0: I'll go with fake news on that one for this reason alone. We uh, you, you may end up being right on that, but we need to let the Holy Spirit do his thing when you make a ruling on this um it 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 not only should it be a game changer for jurisprudence but it should be a game changer for the soul hmm. and so i think we need to wait and see
2: um that's a really good point that, that i is have a not good point. Yeah. not considered and i was originally <laughs> going to say a full-throated uh, agree but When you look at them, especially the way this is going down, uh, to further your point, Todd, especially the way this is going down, if they stare down the mob and still don't buckle, I mean, let's be honest as well. Kavanaugh did that. Kavanaugh has already done that. He's got a little bit of a record when he, he was like, no, I'm not going down. Yeah, he's
1: the reason he got consultant. confirmed. Exactly. Yeah, because of what you're talking I'm not about. Going he going took down his fate in his own line. hands. I am yeah.
2: going to fire the bullet here. Now, he's been squishy on a bunch of stuff just like we thought he was going to be. But if they both stare down the mob and say, no, this is still where we stand That's a good point, Todd, so maybe fake news there.
1: I I think I'm going to, I think I'm where you are. I was originally going to agree, Aaron, with Daniel's point. But you have raised a point that I think is certainly worthy of considering. I agree wholeheartedly with Daniel that they have clearly saved their political capital for this move, clearly. And given, given how politicized what I call the Roberts wing of the court is, and Coney Barrett may be the most conservative of that wing what I mean by that wing is not necessarily ideological but far too sensitive to uh, political pushback as opposed to following the actual law okay um, it, it makes some of Amy Coney Barrett's other rulings actually make sense create some form of paper trail that we didn't come in here as radicals we always plan to take down the biggest shibboleth of them all Roe v. Wade we, we tried to establish that we were reasonable right okay we sided with you guys what did Kavanaugh vote 80% with the Democrat mm-hmm. wing on the court his first year Amy Coney Barrett was just a little bit behind that okay um, but then you turn around and cut off the head and stuff it with garlic of the undead Nosferatu yeah. the Count Dracula of the other side and this inspires and then, you to sell and, out and, again. And you, yeah, that just seems odd, right? Like when you when when the rest of the gang is confronted with Lucy's undead corpse in her crypt, dragging a little baby back to her crypt in order to consume it as a vampire. They originally thought this Van Helsing figure was really well insane, right? Then, when they actually encounter this phenomenon for themselves, they didn't go back to being like, well, we don't ever want to see that again. They got radicalized by that yeah. experience, and now they're joining Van Helsing and trying to head off Count Dracula's uh, convoy caravan before it reaches trans- his home in Transylvania by sundown, right? right. Okay, um, I, 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 I tend to agree with you that it just would be very odd, weird behavior to to crap on the ultimate shibboleth of the damned and then go back to petting said shibboleth you know what i'm saying yeah doesn't mean it can't happen i mean it would just be odd
0: are you in book of acts territory which is my church was as we are and, and maybe yours we're going through now post-easter you know like peter and the apostles there emboldened. you know here i am lord i can do no other I,
1: also, there's the factor of when you stand up to a bully, and this gets to my own personal yeah. experience, See. and a lot of the fear comes from, you don't know if you can take the punch and get back yeah. up. When you take the punch and get back up, then you begin to realize, why was I afraid of yeah. this the entire time? The fear of the event was far worse than the event itself mm-hmm. in most cases, right?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, I don't... I don't think this will... I don't think the leaking here... Um, I don't think the leaking here will really change any anybody's voting, other than potentially Roberts. But I I don't know. There might be some old school. What is it? Breyer uh, is he still there? He's
1: there to the finish of this term yeah. in June. Yes.
2: Um, so he, I think Roberts. I think this leaking might increase the chance that we get like a five three one ruling with Roberts kind of off on his own here just because he's incensed at what's happened but along those lines if you try to screw with this austere court you know um, that could embolden Uh, The five in the majority all the more. Hmm.
1: Number four, Daniel writes, anti-abortion rhinos will now be hard to beat. Red states are full of pro-life statist rhinos and legislatures and governor's mansions. These are people who undermine us on every other issue and do the bidding of the Chamber of Commerce and Big Pharma, but get elected based on the abortion issue alone. They will now milk this one issue to death by promising a complete ban on abortions and will disarm conservative angst against them on other issues, making them very hard to beat. My Again, I, I, think, I think this is partly true. But we already have several states already that have abortion bans on the books waiting to take effect should Roe v. Wade be overturned. We have so many other states where Republicans have the votes to go ahead and put those bans into place right now. If they don't do them, then those people are absolutely going to be targeted. Um, I don't know that I agree... While I agree with his cynical sentiment over yeah. all of the system, I feel th- this fig leaf is being ripped off. You have to take a stand now, and if you don't take that stand, um, then you get exposed. And then once you do put the ban in there, I don't need to lobby you to do the ban again. Right? You've already done the ban, right. so now I need you to act on other, other issues things. now that we've checked the box on this, right? Yes,
0: and I Uh, that's absolutely right it's also fake news for the fact if if this if this was five to ten years ago i think daniel you'd be exactly right but we are doing this coming out of covid and forced jabs and lockdowns and people are fed up across the board in all kinds of ways and you're just not going to be able to reset and go back to normal and live in that land anymore there's too many demands on you uh in too many different and new ways so i'm going fake news as well
2: Aaron, what say you yeah, I'm uh I'm going fake news uh, on this too. Um I think at the uh at the end of the day at the end of the day, uh this is going to this is going to go down um as not just a uh a technical win. This is leaving a mark on hell or the forces of hell. So I think, yes, there are technical things that this will kick off, but I think overall, I think overall, this is this is going to be, um, this is going to be a jab back at the forces of hell. So I'd say,
1: I I just think in general, and him and I were, and I was telling him this this morning when him and I were talking about his piece. I I think this is a giant fig leaf that has been ripped off uh, Republican hacks that actually they will not be able to use to their advantage anymore. There's no way, they have no excuses for why they cannot act on this issue to the extent that we want them to any longer. That excuse is taken away. And then once we get them to act on that, we don't need them to go back and act on it again. Now let's act on other things. I, yeah. I, think, I think there's some GOP consultants right now that are really, we're hoping we'd get some kind of a Robertsonian, which I anticipated would happen, splitting of the baby in half that we would, that Roe v. Wade would stay, but we would just say states are permitted to up to 15 weeks. Um, you know, America is no longer going to be one of the eight countries in the world that allows abortions in late terms. I thought this is what would happen. But a straight-up re- re- rebuke of Roe v. Wade is not in the benefit of most Republican Party candidates uh, that the establishment would like, and certainly not the consultant industry. This, they, this talking point will be taken away from them now. They won't be able to use it as often any longer. Number five, this one I'm going to tell you up front, I agree wholeheartedly with. Pro-life is about so much more than abortion. While potential reversal of Roe is cause for celebration, we must remember that the left has moved on to even bigger and greater things. They are now essentially aborting live-born adults in America's hospitals with barbaric treatment, blocking life-saving treatments, enforcing biomedical tyranny on our bodies. The folks at the World Economic Forum want to control our bodies and minds in the most literal way in a new form of transhumanism. And unlike abortion, where we can avoid it for ourselves and our families, this is being forced upon us. Thus, we must be careful not to allow the Republican Party use the celebration over a hard fought victory on yesterday's battle to obscure their treachery in being a party to today's assault on life. Wholeheartedly agree with every word of that. Absolutely, I wouldn't change a word. Absolutely Amen. true news. Then let's get quickly to his conclusion. Okay. Um, Daniel says it has become clear we cannot live together harmoniously as one people. The left will stop at nothing to force their will upon upon us in all 50 states. We want at least a third of the country where we can live in peace with the values and legal system established by our founders. They want to use the courts and the system as a sword while we only are see using them as a shield. Their reaction to this decision and their attempt to intimidate, intimidate the judges with a criminal leak, all the while attempting to control our bodies with gene therapy products of pharmaceutical companies, demonstrates we need to devolve a lot more than just abortion to, abortion to the individual states so that we can self-sort. They already have their states. Now let us have ours.
0: Again, amen and that's why the the very first thing I tweeted after learning about this was uh Saint Michael the Archangel the beginning of the Saint Michael the Archangel prayer defend us in battle uh we we need what he's, he's talking about there is taking territory and taking it permanently and with great sense of purpose and justice amen
2: yep um I think that's true news and another part of this that it's just um kind of schizophrenic voices in my head. You know, uh, uh, the the abject darkness that we've seen over the last couple of years and then some really major victories, it's just hard to reconcile. But all I can say is praise the Lord because only he can make things like that happen in times of darkness such as this. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd say... I'd say, uh, what he's talking about, like Todd said, taking background permanently. I'll settle for a third for now, but we' we'll, we'll, you know, I'd love to have the luxury of worrying about the next third uh, down the road. One last thing I want to add is
1: part of the calculus that he didn't raise, and frankly, I just thought of in the last three minutes. All just, just just as the fig leaf has been taken away from the fake right, if this goes down, they can no longer use Roe as an example for uh, as the ultimate OG of uh, well, the courts have decided. Can't do that any longer. All of their fig leaves, they're going to self ruin them all. All of the talking points of, well, what about, you know, a teenage girl? What about the college woman? I mean, they're going to go to the most bloodthirsty elements of this. In other words, that's how I think you know that this is divine and providential. Is the actual truth of where everyone truly is at and has always been at on this is going to come out. You see where I'm going with this? You're already seeing them abandon the effective talking points they use in the 70s and 80s and 90s against people like us and just going full throat into bang the drums so that you don't hear the screams of the children when we throw them into the fire to Maloke. Right. Yeah, that's their talking points right now. Yes. And I don't know that there'll be that because of that. I don't know there will be as many moderate states actually. We'll come back. Pop Culture Tuesday is next. If you're a dog owner, then you know what? That uh, that precious little puppy or giant dog, depending on what breed you own, uh, he's a part of your family. And so it means more than just food and water. Uh, the health and happiness of your pet is important to you and your family as well. And that's why we've been telling you for a while now about rough grains. It's the supplement powder that you mix mix into your pet's food. And with that one little act, you have likely restored the vast majority of vitamins, minerals, and nutrients stripped out of your pet's food before it ever left the factory and got to the store for the same reasons they do it to the food that we eat. These days, too. That's why we buy so many supplements. They don't want that stuff to stick around because it doesn't help with mass distribution. So we have to supplement that back into our diets. Well, now there's this for your pet as well. We want you to try it and see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less. Make sure your pet likes it. So we'll give you the first 14 day jumpstart bag for free. It's on us It's on us when you go to roughgreens.com. You just pay for the shipping, but the bag is on us to get you started and see if you don't see a difference in your pet at roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F, or call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. Again, R-U-F-F, 833-ROUGH-DOG, roughgreens.com. Let's get to Pop Culture Tuesday when we look at the intersection between what's trending in popular culture and uh, contrast that with the values that we as conservatives are trying to conserve. Over the weekend... A story that has emerged that has touched off a firestorm within sports media. And even a lot of people that were like, well, we need to be progressive and modernize our approach were like, okay, come on, man. Jordan Addison was arguably the best receiver in all of college football last year. Uh, He was a big reason for Kenny Pickett's emergence into a first round draft picket quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers or Kenny uh, Pickett was a big reason for Jordan Addison's emergence. I guess we'll find out now that they won't be teammates any longer with Pickett in the the NFL. Um, But uh, because of uh, draft rules, Addison had to return this year. You have to be at least 20 or three years removed from high school. So he was back for this season. That's why he didn't capitalize on being a first team All-American and go pro. Well, it was determined or learned over the weekend that USC and at this point Lincoln Riley is Lincoln Riley. Like you want to hate Nick Saban, it's just you realize that even if he didn't do some of the things you 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 think he's probably doing to cut corners, he he'd probably just beat you anyway, right? Don't you kind of feel that way about Nick Saban? Sure. That that he's earned. He, he like no one talks about Bear Bryant and the Junction Boys in the same sentence. It's like that, it's like, you know, that never happened. The, the, the level of greatness is so transcendent, that's all anybody ever talks about when his name comes up. Fair? Yeah. Okay. Same with Nick Saban. You may think maybe they're doing something shady. It is the SEC after all, all right? Um, uh, where you're not off probation, you're just in between. But on the other hand, he's so consistently great that you just realize even if he wouldn't have to, even if they were. What's happening here with Lincoln Riley since he got to USC is this is the it's been a while since we have had a villain coach in college football. Somebody's just like everybody just can't stand and hates. He's he's getting really close as a guy that a lot of people really liked about a year ago with what they have done with the transfer portal, okay? And now there is a report that USC has offered Jordan Addison via name image and likeness 3 million dollars and a home. To transfer from Pittsburgh to USC. Now, it should also be noted, the other school that he's looking at now is also Alabama, so we should mention that too, okay? But this story has touched off a firestorm of people that have kind of had their, all right, man, enough is enough moment. And even people that were adamantly in some cases, well, the players lack agency and they should get to move like the coaches do. Um, They're even now saying, okay, we need some kind of regulation here. Before I turn this over to you, Todd, because when I do, I'm going to grab a Snickers. I won't be going anywhere for a while because I know you have about a uh, two-year stored up rant on this ready to roll. Okay. What I think happened here, Aaron, before we both turn it over to Todd and then realize we get the show's over in 10 minutes later, okay? Uh, what I, I think what's happened here is two of the worst impulses in our culture unintentionally conspired together to create this tumor that may end up ruining college sports as we've known it. On one hand... um. The idea that there's right now there's 400 there's over 400,000 athletes within the NCAA when you count all the divisions. OK, mm-hmm. 1% of them maybe are worth money, more money now than whatever education inducement they're being offered for their athletic or physical prowess. Maybe 1% of them are worth more than that because of that 1%. A cottage industry of social justice warriors within sports media emerged the last few years to talk about they lack agency. It's not fair. They're worth more. All right. And they're victims. And this is a plantation and it's a pseudo racist system. Right. Mm -hmm. We heard a lot of those arguments in the last few years. And then there is institutional uh, rigor mortis bureaucracy where the NCA has been losing every court case. That it's tried for more than a decade. It could have solved it. It could have solved some of this. It clearly knew that its existing model was not sustainable. It could have done this. Okay. The Olympics faced this about 10 years ago and they figured it out. They could have done this and then and they largely did nothing. Okay. Um, and and now here we are because of a lack of accountability with bureaucratic rigor mortis you know, the administrative state, as we would call it here in politics, mm-hmm. and social justice warriors in the media, these two forces have now collided and combined to perhaps end the the love of, uh, of, of something that is cherished by a lot of Americans, college sports. What are your thoughts?
2: I am shocked that uh, competing terrible instincts are are converging to shut down something that uh, was otherwise beloved universally. I'm just shocked by that. Now, I happen to think, and I still on some level do believe, and Todd is going to be, is already rolling in his future grave as I say this, (laughs) there is still a little bit of a market kink to be worked out, at least with the transfer portal. The name image likeness stuff, the name, image, likeness stuff, I think there is still something to be fixed, but I just don't believe that this culture and the people, the, the actors that you just run run down are the ones that are capable of fixing this because what's lost in all of this, what was supposed to be uh, an extension of the college and university experience, mind, body, soul, mm-hmm. um getting some of the the, the, the principles and, and character traits like loyalty and, uh, and uh, stick-to-itiveness, that's just all out the window in the name of dollars and cents, yo, know, uh, right now. And I, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see the same cottage industry of woke sports writers and uh, institutionalized bureaucracy being the one to actually bring that back. But that's just me. I'm, I'm just a pessimist.
1: So, Todd, before I hand it to you, and so that all righteousness may be fulfilled in these unprecedented times. Uh, you want to make sure you go into a real estate market uh, that is as uncertain and scattered as this one is with an agent that you can trust. The, the kind of agent that even years from now, you'll be recommending to friends and family. That's what I did. I recommended my agent from 16 years ago to Aaron and he took uh, Aaron and Bella from stem to stern, open to close all the way through the process. And Aaron, Aaron, you, you've you been raving about it ever since. Oh,
2: yeah. I love the house.
1: All awesome. right. And so if you want that kind of an agent, where would you find them? Well, the name kind of says it all. Head over to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. And this is a company started by Glenn Beck and his associates because they, well, ran into agents they found out too late that they couldn't trust. They didn't want that to happen to you. And so now this doesn't have to. If you go to com, Todd, the floor is yours.
0: I told all you crackheads this was going to happen. You're just such addicts. There was never any limiting principle on this. This just has to happen and no, it's all going to work itself out. There, I'd rather go back to uh, big time donors paying kids under the table. There's at least a limiting factor on that. You have to try to be good at that. There is no limiting factor on this. It is hilarious to be on, listen to sports radio now, and all these guys thinking, "This is a name, image, and likeness." I had an idea. These guys were going to go work at the car dealership, you know. And so, there was. It was. How did you ever think that was what it was going to be? I told you this was going to be stupid from the beginning. They can do whatever they want to pay as much as they want to for doing absolutely nothing and then the kids actually aren't even beholden to that that's what's also funny people are going to be paying all kinds of money and then the kid's going to leave anyways for the next better deal that comes along correct
2: because already happened with Ewers. because right? you're
0: all crackheads yes. yeah You got no standards. You just need this all so bad. This is not what college sports is supposed to be about. It is not a business. It's supposed to be the extension of an education. And I I don't keep come back with me. Yeah, there's more money now. It doesn't matter. First things, this is a football, and this is a football when it comes to college sports. It's an extension of an education, and all of you got too greedy for all your own selfish reasons, starting with the application of when Ed O'Bannon, listen, Ed O'Bannon going after a private company that was robbing him of his name, image, and likeness to make money, and he didn't get anything, is an entirely different thing that nobody seems to care about or understand than a college that is... Treating you like a god for four years and paying for your own education. And listen, is it on them or anybody else in this culture that you don't care about an education? No, it's not. This has all been a lie from the start. And you're all managing to make an organization like the NCAA actually look clairvoyant on this. And that's a you problem. This is pathetic. It's, It's always going to be pathetic. And it doesn't matter if it's just... 10 people or 100 people or it gets way beyond uh uh those numbers steve's right he made a point about you know the, i believe on twitter you know there's certain kids that just life is really not going to change you're going to make some money to buy a couple extra you know um burgers or something like that but it's not going to be the thing where it's just the top five or ten percent this is a grift And when there's no morality, what is the morality that you're all appealing to that the market's just going to level out? It's not. They're going to grift harder and harder and harder. And you should be ashamed of yourself for your role in letting it happen.
1: Let's discuss a path out. There has been, by the same social justice warriors who helped to instigate this in the sports media, Uh, And I think that this is a green new dealing of college sports that, that they always wanted the players unionized for collective bargaining. So just like, Hey, let's let gas go to four or five bucks a gallon because you'll be more inclined to buy an electric car, which by the way, you can't buy anymore from Elon Musk, you know, but you know what I'm trying to say, Mm -hmm. right? All right. So, Why not then just create a system? We just clowered Piven College Sports. It becomes so overwhelming that we now have no other alternative, but see, now we have to unionize the players and collectively bargain with them, right? I think that is what they believe their master plan is, that the end game is here. That's not as simple as you might think. This is a very transient issue. These players come and go. You only have a limited amount of eligibility, the amount of players, it's it, it, the amount of players that are objectively, we're not talking about, well, I'm a master electrician for the electric electrical union. And I've been there for 30 years, so I'm vested in the union and I'm worth more than an apprentice or someone who's just starting. Most of these even, in fact, let's just even talk football. Forget all the other sports, like the ones your daughter plays uh-huh. and everything else, because what we're talking about is creating a system now where those sports won't get subsidized with scholarships any longer because it's football and to some lesser degree basketball, but football is 95% of the revenue to support all of this stuff. So let's just talk about football. Right now there's 85 scholarships and let's talk about like, let's talk about Alabama, best program in the country. 85 scholarship players. Right now, and if, and I'm being liberal when I say this, of those players are worth more than what the outlay is to educate, house, supply, tutor, feed, and transport them. Maybe 25% of them are worth more than that. And that, and that is an extreme, an extremely liberal number, maybe 25% at the best program in the country. So what's the number at Wisconsin? Do you think another very good program, Uh, You know, they'd be in that next tier with a with a with a, you know, uh, that would be like your Michigan kind of Texas A&M, you know, tier fair. Mm -hmm. So if 25 percent maximum of the players at Alabama are worth more than what the cost is right now to to care for them as a college athlete. Which means 75 percent of those players aren't. What's the number at Wisconsin? Five to 10 percent. What's the number at Toledo? um 0.5%. You see my point? One yeah. of the better Group yeah. of 5 programs What's the yeah. What's the number at Boise State? Maybe mm-hmm. the best Group of 5 program mm-hmm. of the last 25 years, meaning a non-major conference school. Mm-hmm. What's the number there? And so that gets into your argument of what is the limiting principle here? Yeah. There isn't one. They all re- most of these players already were subsidies. The vast majority of them already were subsidies and we're not even to the other sports yet, yeah. by the way. We're just talking about the one that pays for all the other sports. 75% of those players at Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, the the creme de la Clemson, the four programs that are separate from all the other right now in terms of excellence, maybe 25% of those players right now on those 85 scholarships are worth more than what is the cost to feed, house, clothe, equip, train, um, transport them as players, maybe 25% of them. So if 70 to 75% of the players on the creme de la creme of the of these programs are subsidies in the only sport that actually pays completely and wholly and totally for itself, that in men's basketball to a lesser extent, then what's that number mean at the other 120-some-odd schools that play Division I football, correct? Mm-hmm. And so the idea that you're just going to settle this with collective bargaining—how does that work? How does that work? I, I don't know how that works. The, the the sport is transient. There is a level of value so much greater than everybody else. Well, Steve, there's a Screen Actors Guild, and some actors are worth twenty million a picture, and you know. But again. <laughs> that's there's not a limited amount of eligibility to be a part of that as long as you can find a place to act whether it's commercials or blockbuster films you can do it for the entirety of your life you can only be a collegiate athlete for five years so the idea that you're going to just solve this by contracts and collective bargaining i don't think it's that
0: simple and you'd be right
1: that'll do it for today's program we're back at it thursday we're off tomorrow so we'll see everybody thursday until then john 3 17